Dude, we're back. A hiatus after last week, but we're back. Week six. Week six. Dude, I can't believe it, man. Week six, can you... Okay, so now there are 18 weeks in the NFL season. Okay, think about how early this is. How we It feels like we've only played a couple games. We're only a third of the... We're already a third of the way through the season. That was quick. Very quick. Very quick, and I've only had one win. So How many, how many did you think you would have? Uh... After the draft, how many do you think you'd have right now? Five? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I have no idea. But, hey, I'll take a win. I was extremely shocked that the win came at the hands of living on Hilaire, but, you know, whatever. And uh, I don't know uh, what's different about my team that would have got me a win. Well, I mean, name is going oh, my name. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you. I have just this weird, like, unadulterated hate for everything Josh Groban. Like, I want to punch his face. I can't stand his voice. I mean, he was on The Office, so he's good in my book. No, but, dude, even on The Office, he was annoying, okay? Andy hated him on The Office, (laughs) okay? So, uh, maybe Andy is a judge of good character. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, I see you're rolling with him still, so I I would write him, too, so. You you can't deny... That he raises you up. Whoa, who's that? <laughs> who's that, Tube Socks? Who'd you let here in the house? Uh, he came with you. So oh, I... wait. Dude, guys, it's Bench Warmers. Bench Warmers is here. Wow. Future well, champion. Oh, here we go. All right, now you can kick him out of the house. I want a shot. Yeah. So, uh, I'm now I have a, now I have a quote, uh, ride, quote, ride Josh Groban, unquote, Tube Socks 2021. <laughs> that's that's going to be the quote. So... Uh, but again, guys, here we are, Thursday night, Thursday night, football. Thursday night Football, me and you recording the podcast, welcome in Benchwarmers as our guest. Now, Benchwarmers, I want to get into this because um, I picked you uh, and and Dylan for the, I said it was the matchup of the year last year, and we'll, we'll get into the results of that, but now that we've moved on to week six, and I see who you're playing in week six, I'm going to say now it's matchup of the year part two. So we'll get into that a little bit. Hey, uh, Tube Socks, you want to uh, run us down with the Week 5 matchups? Yep, we'll go ahead and start with the Abusement Park versus Vakas football team. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Vakas coming in with a solid 269 points against the Abusement Park, 233, which is really good for a 1-4 team, getting 233 points, but... Coming up short against Vakas. Yeah, so uh, the biggest surprise for me was Abusement Park this week scoring 233 points. Remember, he was projected to score 173. So he scored, what's over 60 points over his projection. Now, the big the big guns on his bench, uh, not excuse me, on his bench, on his roster, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson got him 81 points. 81 points. He had four pass touchdowns, 442 pass yards, and he rushed for 62 yards. The crazy thing about that performance is Lamar Jackson was 13 yards short of another of the, a rushing bonus for Steven. So, not to mention that uh, Hollywood Brown for him put up 41 points. So, he scored 233 points. Let me give you some other point scores for him, okay? So, think about the think about the disparity in his point scoring when I read these to you, all right? Lamar Jackson scored him 81 points. Jamar Chase scored him 40 points, and Hollywood Brown scored him 41 points. Do you know how many points his flex positions scored? Exactly <laughs> nine. Exactly nine total. Do you know how many points his tight end scored? Exactly four. Do you know how many points his kicker scored? Exactly three. So there, it was a very top-heavy week, but it really put him over there. It really put him... Uh, I mean, it's hard to... It's really hard... When you can see uh, a 233 score next to your name and still lose. And still lose. Yeah, he ran through a buzzsaw with Vakas. And, uh, spoiler alert, that's why I think this week is a gigantic week for both Vakas and Benchwarmers. Because of the performance of Vakas' team last week, His all of his wide receivers hit. Austin Eckler hit. Uh, Najee Harris for Pittsburgh, he actually had a, like, he had a really good game. He had over 120 yards rushing. He had uh, uh, five rushing first downs and a rushing TD, so his his yardage usage was up. Um, even in that, uh, you know, it was a twenty-seven to nineteen uh, 
um, win at Denver, and I had heard that you know Denver's uh, Denver's defense was pretty stout. So uh, I, I was surprised that Harris put up those those numbers with that. But Henderson Jr. got him 27 points. So Vaca showed out, and that sets him up for the I would say the NFC matchup of the year so far now. With this week, uh, bench warmers for, uh, versus Vacas with them each at four and one. All right, on to the next one. We have waiver wire warriors against the black hole. Yeah, waiver wire warrior black hole. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what to say about this game. This was the lowest scoring game on the on the schedule, uh, but waiver wire warrior pulled out a win. I was really uh, high on the black hole and his team so far this year. Coming into this week, he was three and one. And uh, I think we both I – don't, I don't remember. I have to go back and listen, but I think we maybe – I think I picked him – I picked Cody to win because this was another AFC, you, NFC. You picked all NFC. Yeah. No, all AFC. Oh, all AFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but that doesn't mean that I didn't expect Black Hole to only put up 146 points. Uh, his his flex positions, his his wide receivers, and his tight end didn't, uh, didn't perform very well. Now, what was really uh, – what's really crazy – is this was a chance for Black Hole to get a win and keep pace with Vakas and bench warmers, but uh, the his team his team just didn't show out. And if you look at his bench, his bench really didn't show out either. Like he had he had uh, Pittman on his bench, which he could have substituted for more, which would have got him 15, 20 more points, but not enough to catch waiver wire warrior. And it's really tough when uh, the two guys in front of you in the division. If I was Chris. And I see Vakas at four and one now. Benchwarmers at four and one. I'm going to look back on the season and think this is the this is the game that hurt the most. Waiver Wire Warrior scored 185 points, which is average, respectable, right? But uh, Kenny Galladay went down and got hurt in that game and got him zero points. Also, uh, Cody started Allen Robinson and only got him seven points. So this was a game that Black Hole was in the reach of Chris to win and could have. Uh, had him keep pace with uh, Vakas and Benchwarmers and, and just didn't do it. So now, really, uh, uh, this is a. Uh, it seems like, I, I guess, depending on this week and next, seems like it could. It's uh, becoming more and more like a two-team race for the division. Well, his uh, the Black Hole came up with the Russell Wilson injury as well. So yeah. Oh, that's true. That did not help him out, and I Thank don't you. see last week he did not have a backup. I'm not sure if he picked anybody up off the waivers, but uh, yeah. But who's not starting Russell Wilson? I no, mean, that was yeah. Everybody would start him, but he, I think he got hurt early on in the, uh, in the game, and that just just a little unlucky for him. Yep, absolutely. All right, next we have. Dude looks like a Brady against bench warmers. Yeah, here it is. Dude looks like a Brady versus bench warmers. Now, before I bring in bench warmers for him to talk about his win, not only did Dude looks like a Brady score two hundred and ten points which uh, is great in any week for our league. Benchwarmers beat him so bad, he almost scored 100 points more than Dude Looks Like a Brady, and Black Hole scored 146 points, which is the lowest score. Benchwarmers still had the biggest blowout over someone who scored over 200 (laughs) points. So think about that. For this analysis, let's bring in the man himself, Four and one, sitting at the top of the NFC, and currently now officially in first place in the League of Extraordinary Dudes. Can I can't believe I even said that? I'm trying to. It's like when uh, it's like when uh, MSNBC had to announce that Donald Trump is president of the United States. I am now announcing <laughs> that Benchwarmers through the first third of the season is your number one seed and leading the league of extraordinary dude bench warmers let's bring him in how are you feeling man how are you feeling after this week man like i said i could retire from fantasy football yeah after that performance last week yeah i could lose every game the rest of the year and still be happy yeah i don't plan on losing every game of the year yeah but i'm i'm ecstatic i was gonna say you probably shouldn't say You'll be happy if you lose the rest of the games for the year because you have a big matchup coming up this week, especially for tiebreakers in first place. Now, I'm curious how you feel the fact that you finally sort. If I would have said you would have this that this year you were gonna get a unicorn game, you were gonna break the 300 seal. How many points in your mind 
would you project Kyler Murray to have scored in order for you to do that? At least 70. At least 70 points. At least 70. Tube Sox, agree with me there, right? So if somebody said, hey, this person is going to score over 300 points, he has Kyler Murray as his quarterback, <laughs> you were think, you're thinking a crazy game, like 70, 80 points, like Murray went off, right? You would think. Kyler Murray on Trevor's 300 team, 22 points. 22 points. If I would have said, hey, Tube Sox, Benchformers is going to score over 300 points this week. How many points do you think Stephon Diggs is going to get? The man, Stephon Diggs. I would have thought he would have had... 20, 30, 40 maybe? Least. 11. 11. Here are your top scores, Benchwarmers. Devontae Adams put up 60. Nick Chubb put up 53. He had 161 yards rushing. Six rushing first downs and a touchdown. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, the guy that put bench warmers on Monday night over the threshold. 46 points. I, I, I mean, I think the only tight end that's come close to that is Travis Kelsey, right? Mark Andrews had 147 points, two touchdowns, and 11 catches. He had two touchdowns and two two-point conversions in the last quarter of that Monday night football. Yeah, I mean, he blew up. And that is what put Trevor with threshold. You could remove, you could remove uh, Devontae Adams' performance, Stephon and Stephon Diggs' performance, and Keenan Allen's performance. I'm trying to do the math off the top of my head. Let's say that's uh, five, six, seven, eight. You could take those points away. You could remove all of his wide receivers from his lineup, and he would still have beat dude. Looks <laughs> like a Brady, isn't it? I mean, th- isn't that insane? You could take away Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams 60 points, and Keenan Allen's 13 points, and he still would have beat Dude Looks Like a Brady with Kyler Murray's 20 with Kyler Murray only scoring 22 points. That's how good his team is. Bench warmers, what do you think? What are your thoughts, man? How are you feeling? Four and one sitting atop the NFC. Is this where you pictured yourself going into the year? No, I pictured myself five and zero. Oh my well, god! Uh, <laughs> like, like on, on draft day, mm-hmm. and then and then the initial trade to get Aaron Jones, right? Right. I had this type of week in my head mm-hmm. every single time. Okay, I've been so frustrated. Yeah, this this entire season because my team I don't think has performed up to its capability. And then it finally pulls it out this week. I mean, I literally mortgaged last year and next year just to have this team. So right. they better do good. No, fair know? enough. Okay, MVP of your team so far um, through the first third of the season. Nick Chubb, well, right? I, I was going to say Devontae Adams. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He did have... Okay, so Devontae Adams had 206 receiving yards. And a touchdown. He really blew it up this week. Yeah. But like I said, you could remove his performance and he still would have won. So uh, I think I think Nick Chubb has been the most consistent. Yeah. But I think Adams has put up Besides week one, the, Adams has been Yeah. He's he's put up some some really big games. Yeah. So I was asking because I wanted to know if your MVP was someone like Chubb, who you initially drafted and was one of those guys that you had targeted in the draft. Uh, on your draft sheet, Chubb was there. Or one of the guys that you traded for picked up like Aaron Jones or Zeke Elliott. So like basically what I'm saying is are you happy with your draft team still? And those like are those your MVP guys? Now, what's even crazier, before you answer that question, because I know where you might be going with this, what's even crazier is and Tube Sox, listen to this. Kyler Murray scored him twenty two points. Bench warmers has Justin Herbert on his bench, who scored 70 points. <laughs> so bench warmers could have scored over 359 points if you would have started Herbert Herbert over Murray. That's insane. So, back to you now, Trev. Yeah, uh, my roster outside of the two trades I made to pick up Jones and Zeke. Yeah. Right? And then weekly, I, I, I traded out kickers, and then, uh, you know, I've played around with some defenses. Mm-hmm. But my roster is the same. I'm happy with my roster. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not open to, you know, some some potential moves. Yeah. 
thanks to Sox for shooting <laughs> that down. But uh, yeah, there there's a couple players on my team that are that are eligible to be uh, sniped from me if if appropriate offers come my way. Maybe I'll shoot you something tonight. Yeah, oh, good we're stuff. We're gonna have something go through during this I, podcast it, right now. Yeah, okay, that I, was. I, I would absolutely love if anybody other than office linebacker or Josh Groban's my hero shoots me a trade request just because you've been involved in what 98% of the trades so <laughs> yeah. far in this league yeah no that's that's fair I, ha- I have done a lot of trading all right let's get to it tube socks all right next and second from last we have living on Hilaire against Josh Groban is my hero listen I'll let you take the analysis of this but Seth didn't score over 200 points, and I squeaked out a win at 219. And I'm sorry, Seth, I love you, but I'm going to take whatever I can get. So I'm not <laughs> going to complain. And listen, if Josh Groban, the man who is equal to me as much as Osama bin Laden, gets me a fantasy football win, I will buy an, a Josh Groban album. If it will guarantee me more fantasy football wins, <laughs> Tube Socks, take it away. All right, so we have Living a Hilaire coming in uh, with Aaron Rodgers, 41 points, Robert Woods, 37 points. So far, so good. Looking at Cooper, 15, starting to trail a little bit. Kyle Pitts, I think it's the second week in a row he's kind of showed up right now. Yeah, this Kyle Pitts is turning it on. 31 points for him is great as compared to I had I started to go dare and he only got 4.8 points. The biggest thing and really why I feel maybe I lucked a little bit into the win is living on Hilaire. I beat living on Hilaire by 20 points. Saquon Barkley went down. Well, here we go. Wait. Yeah. This is where the sad part of the uh, program comes in okay. play here. Uh when you're looking at living on Hilaire's team right now, uh, you can't help but look at Saquon Barkley at less than a point, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at four points, yes, and Williams from Chicago, yes, looking forward right now. And at, we kind of alluded to that on the chat because, you know, he did lose this week. He's at two and three, and looking at those running backs right now because the running backs were where he was at, yeah. And Delvin Cook he had on the bench because Delvin Cook was injured that week too, so. That is just some bad luck right there because if any one of his running backs, including Cook, would have performed, he probably would be having the win right now. Yeah, uh, and and going forward, even Dalvin Cook for him is on the IR. No, he's not. Yeah, I think. Well, he's not. I thought he was. No, he, he practiced today. Okay, good. Trust well, me, I would know because I have his backup. <laughs> okay, um, hold on. I'm I'm typing somebody about a trade right now, so keep talking. All right. So we have. I'm not sure how he got. Someone got the live feed to this podcast, but yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, you you came in, you were predicting to get one seventy four, and then not sure how you did. If you had those those voodoo uh, fantasy football dolls that you somehow rolled Barkley's ankle and um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is on the injured reserve, Williams on the COVID, uh, but those running backs didn't help him this week either. So look, I'm gonna say I feel liberated. I finally got a win. I was looking ahead at the schedule thing, and the only wins I'm going to get is when I beat people on bye weeks. Well, this, yeah, this wasn't the one I thought you would get your first win on, right? No, but hey, my team's starting to play well. I'm, you know, I'm not going to complain too much. Yeah, I'm going to take what I can get. Uh, Benchwarmers, any thoughts now that now that we're going through the analysis of this? Were you happy to see living on Hilaire now? Now, this does drop. The thing about this loss, it drops living on Hilaire to two and three, and in seventh place. So that loss dropped him right now out of the playoff race by one. Last place in the NFC. Yeah, and last place in the NFC. But really, four out of five of the NFC teams are in the playoff anyways. So this he's right on the cusp. In fact, he is 40, 50 points behind Read It and Weep for that sixth spot. Now, you do have to contend with the two. There is two people in the AFC that are three and two, which would be Dude Looks Like a Brady and YouTube Socks. Waiver Wire Warriors sitting at two and three as well. So really, his competition is well. I mean, after this week, there's gonna there's gonna be a little bit clearer picture because there are two one win teams, and those one win teams could have two. And if he loses, I mean, there's some separation. But I guess I'm looking at it and seeing his competition as we didn't weep and waiver wire warrior sitting there with the same record that he does, and around I'm gonna say around the same points. 
So those are the guys that I would be looking at for him to try to keep pace in the playoffs. If he can overcome injuries and start getting some luck with his running backs, I think he could be um, outside looking into the playoffs here within the last half of the season. Yeah. And fighting for that last spot or two. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want him to make the playoffs. Like, to, to me... I, he's one guy I want to face in the playoffs. And it's just a pride thing, going up against the defending champ in the playoffs, beating him. Yeah. You know, that solidifies whoever ends up winning. Mm-hmm. If that's the route, you know, it, it's kind of like, if, if he doesn't make the playoffs, it's going to be because of injuries. Yeah. And then it feels like he got cheated out of defending the ring, you know. Yep. So I want to see him succeed. <clears throat> so, so this loss really hurts... And, and I want to see my NFC do good, too. Yeah. Which, waiver wire warrior? Why is he the NFC killer right now? I don't know. <laughs> his only wins are against his NFC. His only <laughs> wins are against the NFC. We'll get into that. Okay. We'll get into that after the last matchup because I have a question to ask you. All right, all right, Tony, last matchup. All right, we have Rita and Weep against myself, the Tube Sox. I overperformed. He underperformed. I got okay. lucky. Uh, I wouldn't have beat many people, but uh, Kevin just has been – Coming up short and playing people when they have really good weeks. Um, I got Mahomes did horrible on Sunday Night Football. Um, I was at that game. I left at halftime at that game, and I'm glad I did because I just kept seeing interceptions and just it looked like he was uh, something's going on there. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, Antonio Brown and uh, Madison, who I picked up, and I think. Uh, was probably the reason I won that week because nobody else really did well for me, uh, and Kevin didn't really have anything any, anything going either. So yeah, so uh, here's some disappointments that I can see from Kevin's side. Tyreek Hill has not been the fantasy monster that everyone thought he was going to be. Tyreek Hill has one or two good games, and I mean he's but he's not scoring like he's been scoring. Tyler Lockett hasn't been scoring like Tyler Lockett was scoring last year. He started Devin Singletary. He's not scoring like he has or even even his projected points. Devin Singletary for Kevin only scored three points. So when you're going up against uh, Alexander Madison on your side, who scores 42. Now, the one bright spot on Kevin's roster is James Robinson, who, who is continuing to blow it up. But I don't think Kevin's team is bad. Like, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but I don't think his team is bad. His guys just aren't performing. He's in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he, that's what I'm saying, though. He has those weeks where he does really well. Like, he's had really good games, but this is one of those weeks where no one on his roster besides one guy performs. Like, even Matthew Stafford. He was projected originally for 43 points, only scored 36. Like, this is all... I want to go through, I'll do a little exercise with you, okay? We're going to do an over-under. Matthew Stafford, over-under, under. Tyreek Hill, under. Tyler Lockett, under. Corey Davis, under. That's five unders. James Robinson, over. Uh, Dalton Schultz, over. Devin Singletary, under. Uh, Chase Claypool, over. Tyler Bass, under. Cleveland, under. He has... What, 11 roster spots? He has eight unders and three overs. Only three guys on his whole roster overperformed or even met their projected point totals. He had eight guys perform under. How are you going to win when those are the underperformers on your team? It's not any fault of his own. Look look who's he starting. You and I would start the same people, right? Well, yeah, I, I right. had eight underperformers as well. Like Lockett, obviously impacted by the injury. Wilson, but the thing the thing about Tyreek Hill is he he he's always a top performer in fantasy football, but it comes off like four games in the season. There's That's not true. a lot true. of consistency there, and that you know so that one's a hard. How do you not draft or start Tyreek Hill because of that potential? But then you also have those bust weeks where he just doesn't show up. Yeah, I've I think I've offered Kevin. Every week I offer him a trade for Hill. Yeah. And he's denied it so far, but you're right. I, that is true. He's kind of, he's going to score you 70, and then he's going to score you 14. It's, yeah. It's not, it's not, uh, 
he's not getting the consistent numbers that you would hope for. But nobody expected Mahomes to be playing like this and the intern Tyreek Hill playing like this. Yeah, six interceptions so far this year. I mean, that's I he more than like he... two at, at this point last year? I season? think he threw six interceptions all of last year. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the offense is in a weird spot. Okay, those are our matchups for week five. Uh, we'll get into the matchups for week six later. Now, let's bring in Benchwarmers for his analysis. Benchwarmers, you are top of the NFC. You are 2-0 and in your division. You're 4-1 and overall. You have the most points scored. Your division has four of five playoff spots. I want your prediction, being in the toughest division, if, if you had to pick now your playoff teams based on this year, give them to me one through six. Would they stay like they are now, or would you swap any out? Let me read them to you in order. Number one, bench warmers. Number two, dude looks like a Brady. Trevor and Dylan now currently have the have the one and two seeds. They both have the buys. Now, number three seed is Vaca's football team at four and one. He is currently in the three seed and would play the number sixth seed, read it and weep. You and Vakas both have over a thousand points, but Vakas has a worse divisional record at two and one. So it would be Vakas and Read It and Weep playing the first week with the winner of that game playing Dude Looks Like a Brady. And it's uh, Benchwarmers at number one, like I said, with a bye, with the number four and five seeds playing, which is the Black Hole versus Tube Socks at five. Black Hole at four, Tube Socks at five. Benchwarmers, your predictions. If you had to pick right now today, do you think this playoff picture looks exactly the same come week 15? No. Okay. <clears throat> Why? Why? There's only one AFC team that's going to make it. Whoa! Okay. Uh, okay, keep going, keep yeah. going. And as much as it pains me to say, yeah. it's going to be tube socks. Whoa! Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, let's back up. So, you think NFC is getting five playoff teams in, and the number two seed is going to be to the AFC team because it has to be to the winner of the league, or the division, which is going to be Tube Socks. Yeah. Okay, why? Well, because I like his roster the most. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, now listen. So, yeah. let, so let me break this down then. Yeah. So right now, Tube Socks has a 3-2 and two record. Mm-hmm. And Dude Looks Like a Brady has a 3-2 and two record. Dude Looks Like a Brady has a 3-0 and o division record. Tube Socks has a 2-0 and o division record. Dude Looks Like a Brady has 939 points. Tube Socks has 879 points. Dude looks like a Brady is on a two-game losing streak. And Tube Socks has won his last game and is sitting at number one in waivers. So these two teams are basically even, according to the standings so far for, through the first third of the season. Almost in points, exactly equal in wins, no divisional losses. Right now, you're saying, down the stretch, come week 15... Tube Sox has taken that top spot. Yeah. Uh, I've been... This feels weird with them sitting right next <laughs> to me. I don't want to sit here and just talk them up. I've been doing fantasy football since I was 14. Yeah. yeah. Most of those leagues have been with Tony. And just his roster management, his waiver management... You know, not you know. You guys have talked about it before. He's not real trade heavy. Yeah. But I have more experience and more faith in his ability to manage the roster, especially with injuries and you know all all of his handcuffs that he has. Okay. He traditionally picks up. Okay. He's got the number one waiver spot. So the minute something that you know, if Somebody that piece is out there <laughs> mm-hmm. that needs to push him over the edge, you know, towards the end. Boom, he's got it. Wow. And nobody can find him. And and it's nothing against Dylan, but it's just, you know, I, I you, you go with what you know, you know. Yeah. That's why, you know. You, I don't know if you guys ever look at the power rankings, but I just pulled them up for this week. Uh, and it, I think it just kind of shows who's projected to get what and what's happening. It has Vakas, number one power ranking, Benchwarmers, number two, living on Hilaire, three, which is kind of crazy to me. Uh, Wave of Wire Warriors four. Dude looks like a Brady at five. Black Hole six. That means that's who Yahoo thinks is going to make uh, the playoffs. And then it has 
Uh, Josh Groban at seven. Tube Sox at eight. Rudin and Weep at nine. Goosen Park at ten. So now that is a little different than the actual Yahoo projections. So here is the one through six projections from Yahoo for the rest of the year. One is bench warmers at twelve and two. Two is Vakas at twelve and two. Three is living on Hilaire at eight and six. Four is dude looks like a Brady at eight and six. Five is Toop Socks at seven and seven. And see, Yahoo is giving dude looks like a Brady a one game advantage because it has uh, dude looks like a Brady's projected divisional uh, record at six and two, where Toop Socks is five and three. And then coming in at sixth place. It raining out the playoffs is waiver wire warrior with a losing record of six and eight and a division record at three and five, but getting that last playoff spot. So, real world analysis, I would say yours. You're having all six NFC teams make the playoffs and two sucks win the AFC. Yahoo no, five five sorry sorry five yeah all yeah, five I, NFC teams make the playoffs. I don't think Kevin's gonna make it. I'm sorry. I don't think Kevin wants to make it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin's so, not. He's. He, I kind of told Kevin no, going Kevin, into this. If all five NFC teams make it, that's even Kevin. You said everyone from the NFC. If one oh, AFC yeah, team yeah, yeah, makes yeah. it. Yeah. So all five NFC teams go. And then you said Tube Sox, Usurps, Dude Looks Like a Brady. Now, mm-hmm. the funny thing is, even though Yahoo projects uh, a four and five seed, excuse me, the one through six being Dude Looks Like a Brady is going to finish at the top of the AFC Tube Sox is going to finish below him. Yahoo almost agrees with you because there's only a one-game difference and a 150-point difference. So there's something to that where Tube Sox has the ability to leapfrog Dylan, and if all NFC teams get into the playoffs, then it's going to be just a fight for the top of the AFC. What's what's Waiver Wire Warriors' projection? So Waiver Wire Warriors projected to make it into the playoffs at as the last seed. Six and eight. At six and eight. Yep. Every single one against the NFC. <laughs> yeah. I mean he he's done great against the NFC. So uh dude, I mean these I guess these AFC games are more important than I thought. Tube Sox, did you think you were gonna be here second place in the AFC at three and two through a third of the season? Uh, I no. mean you're competing for a number one seed. Yeah. No, I didn't I didn't think I would be here just yet. Um like like we kind of talked a little a little earlier was it's I just got to build my roster. I didn't. I didn't. I took Saquon Barkley, and I didn't want to take him. And you know, when the trade, when the draft gets going, and everything, and he was sitting right there. I took him, and uh, I I wanted to trade him pretty quickly. So, and I did because I thought it, you know he was gonna do exactly what he's done right now. I mean, I, nothing against the guy, but he just gets hurt a lot. And I think I I think I drafted him a year before, and like it just kind of like once you. Show that's what you're gonna do. That's what you're gonna do. So yep. he might get over this ankle injury, but he can hurt the other ankle or hurt his knee again. You know what I mean? So um, I I didn't love my team from the get go. Uh, it's it's a work in progress, and I I wouldn't be surprised if I would be surprised if I end up in fifth place as it's projecting right now. But you know, outside looking in, probably uh, fighting for that last spot or two. That's probably what I think I'll end up being. If you had to choose now, end of the year, last playoff spot between these three teams, pick two. Tube Sox, Read It and Weep, and Living on Hilaire. I'd probably take Read It and Weep to be outside because I think he's probably, I think he's still shopping some of his picks and and trying to do that. And I kind of told him how this league goes, but when he joined the league, I kind of said, it's it's more than just a season. It's more than that because... We talked earlier this week, and I said, in fantasy football, I'm I'm in four leagues right now. I'm in first place or second place in every league except for this one. And this league is just hard because it's you have to think further down the line. You have to think with everything. It's it's trickier to do. So uh, redraft is what they call the other leagues that aren't aren't uh, keepers. And for those ones, I I have my processes and they work. Um, this one, I still haven't figured out how to do it. Uh, and I just I I think I'll be scrapping at the bottom trying to get into this playoff. And if, if I make the playoffs, then there's no telling what's going to happen. But yeah, no, that's fair. I, I I think I would probably choose man. I'd probably choose tube socks and living on Hilaire 
and have Reed and Weep looking on the outside. But my only thing is living on Hilaire hasn't won a game in his division yet. <laughs> so here, I, I mean, I projected this guy to win the championship because of his running backs that he initially had. And he's been plagued by injury. He's in last place in the NFC. He has no division wins. And he's right now on the outside looking in. He's got an uphill climb. For sure. So so here so it sounds silly me picking against Read It and Weep, but I mean Read It and Weep even has more points than he does. And at least Read It and Weep has a, a division win. I mean, you're you're undefeated in the AFC tube socks, and you have a, you have a, at least a one game advantage over these guys, uh, but you've scored the lowest amount of points out of those three. Yeah, I'm screaming a lot of positions right now. And yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, that's but that's why I'm asking because it's hard it's hard to project these out. But we're a third of the way through the season. This is kind of where we thought it would shake out. I mean, I if there's anybody that I thought would be better, it's waiver wire warrior. But he's beat. He's got two wins, all against the NFC. But he's zero and two against his own division. So, I mean, it, how do you sit here and even say, I, you know, if I want, if I thought Waiver Wire Warrior was going to win the AFC, I mean, he's got an uphill climb too. I mean, I don't think it's Abusement Park or Josh Groban, but like, I mean, Waiver Wire Warrior. This is it's like go time. It's go time for Waiver Wire Warrior, and it's go time for Living on Hilaire. Like, it's move time. Yeah, it's, they're going to find themselves in that too deep of a hole. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm not uh, trying to be unfair, but what I'm saying is, like, you, it's go time. Like, whatever needs to happen to get the push, like, it's time to get the push. Uh, m- maybe I'm being unfair, or maybe I'm being too, like, the sky is falling. But you tell me how Waiver Wire Warrior is going to catch Tube Socks and Dude Looks Like a Brady when, out of both of you guys, you're undefeated in the AFC. I mean, how is he going to do it? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Or how is living on Hilaire? Benchwarmers is sitting at number one in the division. He's undefeated. Vakas has three games against the division. He's only lost one. Living on Hilaire hasn't won a game versus the NFC. So when is the time to say, like, when when is when is it when's the panic meter going off? And when are you hitting the panic button and say, I got to do something? You know? Yeah. Because and this league is different because there's going to come a point for a couple of these teams. Yeah, is you it, have to decide. Is it time to pack it in or is it time to trade uh, some of your guys and think about next year? Yeah, I mean it may be painful to do, but you're sitting on the cusp here. You're thinking. I mean, you're thinking how? I don't know. I guess I don't have the answer, but you can you can understand my thought process with this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I had to take a drink of water. It's just kind of deciding what you're gonna do. Like, are you? And maybe I'm put. Maybe I'm projecting that onto waiver wire warrior and living on Hilaire because I picked those guys to do well. So maybe I'm like, come on, guys! Like, <laughs> I like you. Like, I picked you guys to do well, Seth. I picked you to win the championship. Like, what are we doing here? But you're making me look bad. Yeah, exactly. But the good thing is, nobody's undefe- Nobody is winless anymore. And there's no undefeated teams. Uh, maybe in years past we would have somebody that would be undefeated. It's kind of like the real, season. the real NFL. No undefeated teams? Well, Arizona Cardinals are undefeated. Oh, they are? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Ooh. the Cardinals are undefeated, yeah. Who the and Arizona the, Cardinals? That's and crazy. the Jacksonville Jaguars haven't won a game. Oh. Herb. Good old Herb. Oh, I got to say this too. is I remember comments being made. I think it was on the podcast. or Maybe it was on chat. Don't say, are you going to do positive Urban Meyer comments here? No, 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 no. Oh, are you, don't go all John Gruden on us. No, 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 Okay. No. okay. Uh, there was somebody in this league that that made a comment, and it said, it's a shame that the Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray because he's never going to do anything, and he's going to going to be struggling for his whole career. Who said that? Uh, the guy to my right right here. Are you serious? What? Yeah, you said <laughs> that. You, you made a comment down there, and I was like, okay, we'll see. We'll see. Trevor. Did you say Kyler Murray was going to... Sh- Dude, you're, he's on your fantasy team. This was this was a few seasons ago. Okay. Like, I think his rookie year, I think you said, it's a shame that he got drafted by the Cardinals because yeah. he's going to be... I mean, oh, oh, not... Oh, I thought you were meaning derogatory towards him. No, derogatory towards the, the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then I probably said it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and shame on the Chiefs for not drafting Deshaun Watson 
instead of that <laughs> no-name guy from Texas Tech, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> what a scrub. That dude's a scrub. Kyler Murray's a scrub, too. Well, draft day, the Cardinals were going to draft Patrick Mahomes. and No, they weren't. Yeah, Bruce Arians made it known that he they said Patrick Mahomes will not get past us, but the Cardinals uh, at like pick nine or something like that. Chiefs caught wind. They leapfrogged. And they traded with the Eagles or something like that. They leapfrogged and then drafted Mahomes. Well, then why didn't the Cardinals, if they were sitting at nine, take Deshaun? Deshaun didn't go to like the twelfth to like twelfth pick. I think we're the tenth pick then. Look at the twenty seventeen. Look up the twenty seventeen draft class because because yeah, we picked ninth. So yeah, we got Mahomes at ninth. So they had to have been ten. I think we got Josh Rosen. <laughs> no, Josh Rosen wasn't twenty seventeen draft class. They would have taken Deshaun Watson if he was there. Now I'm really curious. Because I'm Mahomes wonder- at ten from yeah for the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, Cardinals got Hassan Reddick, who's now on the Panthers. But what pick did Deshaun Watson get drafted? Twelve. 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 Yeah, and uh, Marshawn Lattimore went <laughs> in between Mahomes and Watson. Really. And and uh, Mitch Trubisky was the first pick. Second. Second. Miles Garrett. First? Miles Garrett. That's right. And Mitch Trubisky. I mean, how how bad do Bears fans hate themselves or hate <laughs> the GM for taking Mitch Trubisky? There? I mean, dude, they were all in on Mitch Trubisky. Wait, the Bears dra- the Bears moved up to draft moved Mitch Trubisky. And traded a lot to get Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Yeah, and now he's not <laughs> even on the team. Oh, that's oh. And just 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 in, for fun. Everybody in the league could have had T.J. Watt because he got drafted by uh, the Steelers at number 30. No way. Yeah. Okay, well. Oh, okay. Dalvin Cook went in that round pick 41. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to fault the Chiefs there for getting Patrick Mahomes over T.J. Watt. No. But, but I get it. Dude, that's, oh, that's so tough. Anyways, so bench warmers with the hottest of hot takes a couple years ago. <laughs> that the Cardinals that the Cardinals ruined their future by picking Kyler no, 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 Murray, who is no. probably going to be MVP. That they ruined Kyler Murray's future by putting him on a bad team. Kyler Murray should have went to baseball. <laughs> bench warmers, <laughs> bench warmers, a couple years well, ago. I, I hate to do this, but Alvin Kamara went pick sixty seven. Yeah, who did he? And who was uh, like Cooper no? Cup went pick sixty nine. What number running back was Kamara off the board? Like, who were the running backs taken before him? Nobody. Well, besides Cook. Yeah. Nobody else was really there. Wow. I love going looking at old drafts. Oh, yeah. yeah it's great. Cook got hurt. <laughs> oh, Christian there. McCaffrey was there, too. Oh, that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's all right. Leonard what Fournette. Is, well, you know what? The Panthers are, were idiots for taking Christian McCaffrey. Okay. <laughs> They're going to ruin him. Yeah. Cook got hurt that year and the year after, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, because I, I he's I been think, hurt every year. I was like, I think I drafted him in this league, and then kept him, and that was that's. I'm never taking Cook again. Yeah, and that's what I did was I the year after you uh, let him go, I picked him up, and he got me to the championship game, and then that's the one where they didn't put him on the IR, they didn't say anything, and he he played like two plays and then sat out, mm-hmm. and then I just lost it, and I said, you know what, I'm not. I had him. And Derrick Henry, and I said, I'm not keeping both of those guys. I should have kept both of those guys. <laughs> All right, so looking at the projections going forward to wrap up the projection conversation, then we'll get into the we'll get into the week six matchups because we're already at 43 minutes. Trevor, are you calling your shot? Bench warmers right now. Are you guarantee will you guarantee a 2021 League of Extraordinary Dudes championship? When we come back and next year and we draft. Will you be presented with the ring? I'm not guaranteeing anything. Oh, if you guarantee it, yeah. there's the, got to be a gentleman's bet. Somebody has to do a gentleman's bet, and then no. it's then it, if you guarantee for the year, then they get to name your team for the whole next year. Okay, I'm just saying. If anybody guarantees, I, it. I'm not guaranteeing anything. <laughs> what? Come on, because of Vacas. Okay, how so? He is the one team that scares me. I mean, outside of waiver wire warrior, I have a feeling if I play him in the playoffs. Just because of what he did to me in week one, mm-hmm. he's gonna end up killing me. But that's why I'm, I don't want him making the playoffs. Is because he's the only guy to beat me. But Vaca scares me so much with his roster. Like I'm, I'm hoping McCaffrey can't play this week. <laughs> okay, yeah, like yeah, like that's where I'm at. Like 
if he doesn't play, I think I have a chance to win. Yeah, no. And that, so that's why I, like, I can't pick between between DA and me. That's a great segue. So let's get into the week six, or the, uh, excuse me, the week six matchups. But before we do that, I want to start, Tony, if you could. Let's start with my matchup of the year part two. I'm going to call it right now matchup of the year part two. Bench warmers versus Vakas for first place in the league and for first place in the NFC. Both are uh, bench warmers at first place, Vox at third place. Both teams are at four and one. Now, here is the difference between these teams. And this is why it's the matchup of the year. Bench warmers, four and one, two and oh in the division. Vakas, four and one, two and one in the division. If Vakas wins, he moves to three and one in the division. Bench warmers drops to three and one, or excuse me, two and one in the division. So Vakas would have a win over that. Benchwarmers would drop to four and two. Vakas would leapfrog him with five and one. Benchwarmers is on a four-game winning streak. Vakas is on a three-game winning streak. Benchwarmers has the number two waiver spot. Vakas has the number three waiver spot. Benchwarmers, you've scored 130 more points than Vakas. This is the game. Not only will he have more divisional wins than you if he wins this game, this will drop you a full game back behind him. Game of the year. Take it away, Tony, if you want to. Let's get into the week six matchup between my game of the year, Vakas, and Benchwarmers. What are your thoughts? All right, so keep in mind, there is a game going on right now. Yes. Third quarter, we got some some points going on. So these are going to be a little bit skewed because right now Vakas is ahead 18-3 to right now. Vakas right. has just Tampa Bay playing and... Uh, ben Schwarmers just has his kicker, but his kicker only has three points, and Tampa Bay's got 18. Um, so uh, right now the live projection is 226 for Ben Schwarmers, 209 for Vakas. Vakas currently has uh, McCaffrey on his bench. He has Aaron Rodgers on his bench. Uh, yeah, starting Josh Allen against Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's 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 a it's a good matchup. Yeah, this is a great matchup. The original projected points were 210 for Vakas and 229 for Benchwarmers. So Benchwarmers is projected to score more points. The live projections are 209 for Vakas, 226 for Benchwarmers. Um, if I'm going down through these matchups here, this is where I'm basing this on: Kyler Murray versus Cleveland, Josh Allen versus Tennessee. I think those both of those guys. That's kind of a wash in my mind. Uh, maybe Kyler Murray has a little bit bigger, different advantage, uh, uh, a bigger advantage, because I think that uh, with Josh Allen, they may they may want to run the ball more on Tennessee, but it's going to come down to the wide receiver matchups, in my opinion. Uh, Stephon Diggs is playing against Tennessee for bench warmers, Devontae Adams for Chicago, and Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh against Seattle. And then uh, for Vakas, it's DK Metcalf for Seattle. DeAndre Hopkins for Arizona and C.D. Lamb for Dallas. I like bench warmers, wide receivers more. Vakas is starting D.K. Metcalf, but Russell Wilson is hurt. DeAndre Hopkins, Tony, what's been going on with Hopkins? He hasn't been um, fan as fantasy dominant as he's been in the past years. They have a lot of weapons on that team. Right you know now. what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. They yeah. have a lot of weapons, and and Kyler Murray is getting better at throwing that ball, but. He knows where to get those clutch touchdowns, those clutch receptions. He knows where to get them, and that is with Hopkins. Um, yeah. So, but that's what I'm. Yeah. It don't fine touchdowns are fine, but in a PPR league, he has not been the DeAndre Hopkins where he's putting up 40, 30 points. I mean, here's his past three games: 20, 10, and five. Mike, he's been okay. Do you think that with the amount of weapons they have, he's going to turn into boomer bust like Hill? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, right. So but that- keep in mind. I mean, I'm telling you this right now, but this is a this is a trap game. I don't like Arizona in this game. There's a lot going on. COVID. A lot going on. Rodney Hudson. Their star Pro Bowl center that they just got that made Kyler Murray look really good this year. He is out. Yeah. Um, that's going to either mean Kyler has to run around a little bit more and get more rushing yards, which is nice because uh, I look at that as just a fan of the Cardinals is looking at this. But I feel like Kyler Murray is not going to um, be able to throw the ball as much. He's going to have to run a lot more, and it all depends on what they're doing. But I, so I think it's going to start Herbert. 
That's what I would do. But. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but Herbert's playing Baltimore, but yeah. And then it's C- and then Vaca's other, his last receiver is C.D. Lamb versus New England. I, now, I like Stephon Diggs versus Tennessee better than D.K. Metcalf with Russell Wilson out and against Pittsburgh. I like DeAndre, uh, I, or, excuse me, I like Devontae Adams uh, with Aaron Rodgers throwing to him more than DeAndre Hopkins right now playing against Cleveland. I like Deontay Johnson, who Trevor has in his lineup right now for Pittsburgh, with Juju Smith-Schuster out for the year. And the only other option, well, I mean, Chase Claypool has been doing well, surprisingly well. But I like Deontay Johnson in that game over, well, I guess maybe C.D. Lamb and Deontay Johnson would be a wash, but Deontay Johnson's getting the targets. I like Nick Chubb versus Arizona over Austin Eckler against Baltimore, but but maybe that's just my personal preference because Austin Eckler does get a lot of PPR points or has can. Now, I do like Travis Kelsey against Washington over Mark Andrews versus the Chargers. I think the Chargers have better defense. Mark Andrews cannot do that again. No, no, no. But I think Kelsey's going to have a bounce back game. I think the Chiefs are really hungry for this win. And, man, I even kind of like, well, I don't know if I like Harris, a running back for Pittsburgh versus Seattle more, or Jones, uh, Aaron Jones versus Green Bay more. There's a lot of Chicago, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Tennessee guys playing on these two teams. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'll take Zeke Elliott with at New England over Daryl Henderson Jr. as well. So, man, man I, I gotta go bench warmers for Week Six. I gotta go bench warmers in this game. Bench warmers has to win this game. I mean, this is a defining divisional game. It moves him to to three and zero in the division and five and one. He would be the only team. In the league with one loss, this is a a big, 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 huge game. Uh, like Donald Trump, huge game. <laughs> uh, who you got? Two socks. I'm gonna go with bench warmers on this one simply because McCaffrey is on his bench right now. Um, if he started McCaffrey, I would think a little bit harder about it. But I'm gonna stick with the guy who scored 309 points last week and had a lot of underperformers on there. I'm, I can't. I can't not go for the bench warmers right now. I agree. Let's bring them in. Bench warmers, who you got this week? Well, me. Yes, there like, it I'm is. Stupid. There it is. Okay. So bench warmers is going. Bench warmers over Vacas to move to five and one. That's my matchup. Matchup of the year part two. You blew it out of the water against the leading AFC team. Uh, now you're now's your chance to to beat Vacas and really start to see that separation in the league and in your division. This is a huge matchup. What do we got next, two socks? Dude looks like a Brady. Uh, second place against Rita and Weep in sixth place. Projected points. Projected points. We have uh, before tonight's game, dude looks like a Brady getting 216. Rita and Weep getting 165. Current, it's about the same. Uh, dude looks like a Brady is getting 215. Looks like he's got Tom Brady, who went off last week and is having... By fantasy standpoint, not a great game right now. Being in the third uh, quarter, only scoring 27 points, underperforming right now. Uh, oh, looks like Rita and Weep does not have one of his flex positions filled right now. So that could be off a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just go with Dude Looks Like a Brady because uh, it looks like he's got a little more juice uh, going right now than Rita and Weep. Yeah, that's that's an interesting pick. Uh, if I'm looking down at dude looks like a Brady's roster in his flex positions, he's starting Tony Pollard and he's starting Daryl Williams for the Chiefs uh, in place of the injured Clyde Edwards-Helaire. So I'm interested to see how those two flex positions perform this week. Remember, uh, Reed and Weep is also starting Devin Singletary, who also got him like three points plus his his flex position is empty. I assume that he may put AJ Dillon in there. Um, I think he's been performing pretty well. So A.J. Dillon for Green Bay has, in the past two weeks, has 20 points against Pittsburgh and then 18 points against Cincinnati last week. So that's serviceable, especially for a flex position. Um, but but I'm going to go ahead and pick – I'm going to pick Dude Looks Like a Brady in this one as well. I think Derrick Henry goes off against Buffalo. Um, and I like his uh, I like his wide receiver matchups, uh, especially because Reed and Weep, again, this is another Seattle wide receiver uh, start, is starting Tyler Lockett. And without Russell Wilson there, basically to me, this may be unfair to you guys, but to me, it's it's just a wild card, and I don't think I can reasonably pick any good performance from Seattle's wide receivers right now. So I'm going to go do looks like a Brady. 
All right, next up we have the Black Hole sitting in the fourth spot against Living on Hilaire in the seventh spot. Yeah, great matchup. Projected points. Uh, looks like before tonight's game started, 187 for the Black Hole, 191 for Living on Hilaire. Right now, um, looks like Living on Hilaire has uh, an underperforming wide receiver, and I'm not sure what his first name is, but Smith. Devonta. Devonta, Smith. Yeah, yeah. I always mess up Devonta or Devonte. Yep, Devonta I hear you. Um, he's only got one point right now. Uh, so it looks like he's going a little bit lower than what he should be. But uh, I, man, look at this one. We got Joe Burrow coming off of his throat voice contusion. Rest. Yeah. His throat <laughs> contusion. Yeah, I want. I never seen how that happened. And neither did I. Uh, Dak Prescott's going to go off. That's for sure. I'm. I gotta go living on Hilaire on this one. Oh, that's interesting. So the current projections now are 187 for Black Hole, 182 for living on Hilaire. I'm going to go with the black hole. I like Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman's matchup, uh, match, matchup, matchup against Houston. I like Jonathan Taylor's matchup against Houston. Both of those are in the starting lineup for the black hole. I really like Joe Burrow versus Detroit as well. I really like Cooper Cup against the Giants. And um, I really like Chase Edmonds there uh, versus Cleveland, I think. Like you said, Arizona is going to be looking to run the ball more. So I think he's going to get plenty of opportunities. Now, the so, I mean, just going down the matchups here and looking at it, I like the Black Hole's matchups this week more. I like his projections. I'm going Black Hole. Will you guarantee that? No, because then oh. i got to change my name. <laughs> nice try. Next matchup. All right. Next matchup, we have Waiver Wire Warrior against Josh Groban. Is my hero. Yes. All right. Projections for this. Uh, before tonight, Waiver Wire Warriors 183. Josh Grobes 191. Currently, oh, there's a lot of people playing this one. We have Jalen Hurts underperforming right now. Mike Evans very much underperforming for Waiver Wire Warrior. Uh, Godwin. Uh, He's doing okay, but he could probably get more right now coming in. Uh, looks like I'm going to go Josh Groban on this one. Yeah, live projections are 188 uh, for Josh Groban and 161 for Waiver Wire Warrior. Now, uh, we do have the privilege here of picking during the Thursday night games. So <laughs> With a quarterback in it. Yeah, so looking at this, I don't think there's another quarterback on Cody's roster. So he has no choice but to start Jalen Hurts, who only has 12 points at the time of this recording. And right now we're three minutes Jalen left in the third quarter. almost just threw a touchdown, too. Really? So, <laughs> to walk into bed, that, that almost should change my prediction. Right. So right now, I mean, I don't want to pick against uh, myself. I'm going to pick Josh Groban is my hero. I'm sticking with the name and I'm writing it out. Guaranteed. Josh Groban is going to win. No, because if I guarantee, i got to change my name all the time. But uh, right now, Waiver Wire Warrior, Mike Evans only has him three points. Jalen Hurts only has him 12 points. And uh, Chris Godwin is underperforming uh, for me as well. But I think uh, uh, Philadelphia just scored. Now that moves uh, Jalen Hurts up to 19 points. It looks like he just threw a touchdown pass. So here's a, here is the live projections now after that touchdown pass. Did he just throw a touchdown pass? He's getting ready right now. They're gonna no, he's oh, he's running, running it in. in. Yeah. No way. <laughs> he just ran that one in. Okay. Oh, he hit the security guard. <laughs> <laughs> With the football. <laughs> okay, so this updated that before then. So now Jalen Hurts has 19.65 points. This moves Waiver Wire Warriors live projection to 168 and Josh Groban 188. Still sticking. What's your projections? I'm sticking with it. Josh Groban? Yeah. Okay, I'll stick with Josh Groban. Benchwarmers, what do you think? You going with the Grobes? Well, yeah. <laughs> you raise me up. Okay, next game. All right, last game, I believe, is the Abusement Park. In ninth place against Tube Sox in fifth place. Um, before this game started, it was neck and neck, 180 for abusement, and Tube Sox, 179. Currently, uh, touchdown Lenny has gone off for two rushing touchdowns, five receptions, um, six rushing first downs. He's got 40 points. My running back has three points. Yeah, so current our live original projections for Tube Sox, 179. Abusement Park, 180, like you said. Live projections for Tube Sox, 178. Abusement Park, 207. They're projecting another uh, um, over 200 game for Abusement Park. And Abusement Park has Leonard Fournette going. He's got 40 points already, and it's in the third quarter. I'm going with Abusement Park in this one. I think Lamar Jackson is going to continue his hot streak. 
Um, I'd like uh, Hollywood Brown again to to um, to blow up in that game. So I'm going to go with the projections here just because of Leonard Fournette and your underperformance of Miles Sanders. What are your thoughts? Wait, do you think maybe the X factor in this game is the Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes matchup uh, for your two quarterbacks? Maybe. I think they're both going to go off. I still have – I've got Herbert that – his points just keep. I'm. I might put him into my starting lineup. Yeah. Um. I got a couple more moves I can do before on this, but I. I, saw, I was, I'm still going amusement park. Are you starting Chris Carson 100? percent No. Because yeah, because Chris Carson, I, I don't think he's going to have a good game. And are he you? Might, sh- he might not even play. Are you sure Madison is not playing? No, he might play. <laughs> so this is like game time decision stuff. Here. Well, that's why I look because well, that, that's going to change my predict. You know. Well, yeah, I look at Madison. I look at Herbert right now. The only reason I left Sanders in is because I knew he was playing tonight and I didn't want to get stuck uh, not having enough uh, players to start and in my flex. So Fine. I started him right now because I had to. If it was Sunday, I probably would have started him. Okay, so in your flex positions now is, is it Daryl Darnell, Daryl Mooney for Chicago? Yeah. And then Chris Carson. Yeah. So on your bench is Madison, Alexander Madison, and then Herbert, the Chicago backup, backup running back who's going to start the game. Yeah. Is your flex going to look the same come Sunday, you think? Probably not. Okay, then I'm, then there, it's going to be a closer game than I think. Because I like those flex positions for you better than Abusement Park. This is hard. This is a hard pick. Um, I'm going to change my pick to Tube Socks. I'm going to change my pick to Tube Socks because of your flex things and because, Jackson, you have Chenault Jr. in your wide receiver spot. Uh, Jacksonville's playing Miami. It's a get-right game. I think this is going to be Jacksonville's first win. And I don't like Allen Robinson playing for Chicago versus against Green Bay. Against Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go with two socks. I'm sticking with abusement. Sticking with abusement park. Is that our last matchup? Yep. What do you it. think, bench warmers? Oh, two socks all the way. Abusement park needs to stay at the bottom where he belongs. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you know what? The fan hate for abusement park is strong. I love it. I'm this calling is- it. The abusement park is going to beat Vakas or bench warmers a game this year. What? Okay, no, no. I was just getting ready to end the podcast. Hold on. <laughs> Stop the presses. We're looking at this. We're an hour. And one minute in, I don't care if we go two hours. I'm looking at this. Okay, I'm pulling up Abusement Park's schedule. I cannot believe you just said that. Okay, so... Oh, we, before we end, we need to go over the league pick them because you guys called everybody out to fill out the, the and league like one person, one person did it. it was yeah. me, and I'm doing great. You okay, had, so... You had your voice. Okay, so here we go. Remember, Abusement Park plays in the AFC, so he only plays the NFC once. Mm-hmm. So he already lost to Vakas last week. Oh, never mind. When he won two, when he was two sixty nine to two thirty three, that was a good showing for a Beeson Park. We still lost. Now he does play bench warmers week ten, so it's a week ten matchup between a Beeson Park and bench warmers. And the current projections for week ten now, of course, who knows what it's going to look like in week ten? And we know that waivers and trades and all this stuff can go through because that week ten is right around the that's rivalry week. Yep, it is rivalry week. Rival, rivalry, 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 rivalry week. <laughs> it's right around the trade deadline as well. The deadline, the trade deadline is November twentieth. So, the current matchup right now is Benchwarmers two twenty five, Abusement Park one forty one. Does he have? Does he have? Uh, I think it's a heavy bye week. Yeah. Yeah. So, so even even worse. So here's the guys he's got on bye. Uh, Abusement Park has Allen Robinson on bye. He's got Brandon Cooks on by. Lamar Jackson's playing Miami for him. Trevor has Kyler Murray in his lineup now, who's playing Carolina, but he may want to look at putting in Justin Herbert, who's playing Minnesota. So, dude, it's it's just a... It's a I don't know. I'm still going to go pinch words. I don't think Abusement Park... <laughs> Abusement Park already lost to Vacas. I don't think he's losing... I don't, I don't think he's beating bench warmers. I mean, no way. Do, are you going to stick with your prediction? Yep. No! Okay, <laughs> remember this. Everybody remember this. Week 10... You were calling it that Abusement Park is beating Benchwarmers. Yep. Okay. That might be his only other win for the year besides this week, but I think he might. This might be your only loss coming up, but in week 10. But you I think so? It. I'm calling it. Okay. Well, it's been fun. Tube Socks, we went over an hour. This is great. Benchwarmers, thanks for joining us. Any sharding? Uh, sharding? <laughs> <laughs> any sharding nope, pots? <laughs> I, any sharding pots? <laughs> Sharding Pots. That's going to be my new team name. Sharding Pots. I was going to say any parting shots. 
for anyone before you get out of here, but I guess if you want to give out sharding pots, you can also do that as well. Well, you get I don't the last think word. I need any parting shots. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, last week is a prime example that, you know, my scoreboard speaks for itself. So. Okay. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm starting to feel a little nauseous. What about you, Tube Socks? Yeah, I think I just had one. Dude, it's been fun. Week six. Good luck, guys. A third of the season is over already. This always seems to go by too fast. I want to say before we get out of here, everyone that's listening, you guys make this league fun. Thank you for the ultra-competitiveness in this league, for the parity, for investing your time in trades and waivers. Uh, this is this is the best and most fun time I've ever had in fantasy football. And thank you guys for doing it. You guys are what makes it fun. And let's keep it up. Let's keep it strong. And uh, I guess we're out. And trade me Delvin Cook. And trade me Delvin Cook. You know who I'm talking to right now. Stop. We're out. <laughs>